0: Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One.
1: Rocket Mortgage Confidence. Support for The Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. That's
0: rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. org number 3030. Hey, Merry Christmas,
1: kids. I'm glad you guys are uh, enjoying the holidays. I know I am. Where am I now? Oh, I'm sitting home somewhere. Enjoying the kids. Hopefully Sonny's got himself a trampoline in the backyard. And we got Tim Allen coming up. I found that guy funny and informative. So we can enjoy a little Tim Allen in a second. First, I'll tell you about Simply Safe. Simply Safe. Thinking about your home security. No better time than now for Simply Safe home security. It's the best protection, period. I have it. Gary has it. Gergis has it. Dawson has it. Uh, let's see. Mike August has it. Mm, I think that's about enough. Those are all the smart people who work here. Uh, I've worked with these guys. and put together a security arsenal just for you. It's a special package handpicked by me. Entry motion glass break sensors, everything you need. And right now for the holidays, this is the holiday, man. My friends at simply safer given my listeners 200 bucks off the package, no contracts, no commitments, go Right now, get the 200 bucks off my hand-picked security package. It's simply safe, Two eyes. slash adam These guys are great sponsors. They have a great product, peel and stick up in under an hour and ready to go. Simplysafe.com/adam. All right, let's enjoy some best of with some Tim Allen.
0: From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Tim Allen with Gina Grad on news, Paul Bryan on sound effects, and R.J. Bell with R.J.'s parlay. And now, a guy who had a real home improvement <laughs> show interviews a guy who had a fake
2: one,
1: Adam Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. A trip, but to get on. Mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for telling a friend. Spreading all the good news around. Excited to have Tim Allen in studio today. Wow. Got lots of stuff to talk to him about. First, good day, Gina Grab. Good day to you. Then Baldbrine. School bell. School's out for summer, man. Early show. Early show. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm heading out to uh, Vegas. I'm going to uh SEMA to uh
0: Welcome, gearheads. So <laughs>
1: <good. laughs> Get ready. moisten those dipsticks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going out there to uh, do my car cast uh, thing.
3: Just enough time for a businessman's lunch? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Now, it's uh. so sad, my my relationship with Vegas and travel and, and life. And uh, I've always said, I've just said, uh, people go, uh, Ace, when are you going to have enough money? And I go, as soon... When I can enjoy the life uh, my kids and wife have, yeah. okay. then, I, then I'll have enough money because we live drastically different lives.
3: That's a good point. What will they be doing concurrently while you're uh, in Vegas traveling from, to and from? What, what is their what is their parallel life at that point? Trick or uh, treating, I'm assuming.
1: Got up this morning, dropped the kids off at school. They will then get uh, picked up by the uh, nanny at about two or so. Uh, They will then go home and the nanny will prep them as (laughs) uh, we got uh, in their outfits. Joy Butterfucko, Lorraine Mm -hmm. Bobbitt. And she'll get them prepped. And then she will be taking them to their different uh, groups, girls groups, boys groups, parties to go trick or treating. Phil's going to get fed sometime in there. And sometime around... 5.30 Five thirty or six when I'm uh, standing in line at uh, McCarran
2: huh.
1: for uh, the security line, uh, Lynette shall be uh, taking her seats at the uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, wow! On wow. Broadway, that's yeah. that is the life. Now, so people go. Everybody's having fun, but you're a rich guy. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm flying Southwest. Mm-hmm. I exclusively fly Southwest, and I go to Vegas and I work, and then I come home, and then I Same go to bed. Day. I, don't, I don't really. It's not a rich. It's not a rich guy life at mm-hmm. all. And then in between, I clean this place.
2: Okay, on your, your, oh, your hands and knees. <laughs>
1: My downtime, I clean stuff up. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Garagas is on uh, line two. Want to get caught up with him? Hey, Mark.
4: Adam, how are you? I'm doing well.
1: How are you doing?
4: I'm doing fantastic, actually. I'm having a very good day. Good to talk to you. <laughs>
1: Who's
4: there with you, Brian and uh, Gina? They're yes. both
1: in here. Hello, Mark. Tim Allen, she'll right. be joining us uh, shortly. But for now, you are the biggest celebrity on this program. Uh, I, lots <laughs> of stuff. That. I lo- doubt
4: that. I let, have let thoughts. You, let me start yes. with one thing. I want mm. to start with one thing. Because when I read the indictment yesterday, I didn't read the plea agreement with Papadopoulos. I've now read that, and it's clear to me that he's been wearing a wire. You'll remember Unreasonable <gasps> Doubt. I wow. Yeah, yeah. reasonable Doubt, I told Adam that usually every federal case has two components to it. One is somebody is rolled, so you've got a snitch or a cooperator. And second, they love wires. So it's either a wire tap, which is on the phone, or it's somebody who's worn a body wire. This guy's a proactive cooperator. That's a.k.a. that means he's wearing a wire and he's bored a wire with the last three
5: months. Oh, that's the best. Wow. That's why
1: every important meeting I have with Mike August and a client, we do it in a j- jacuzzi. <laughs> this is my move. So first off, people why, like okay. it. Everybody's that having fun. Don't get me wrong,
3: Adam.
4: enjoying the jacuzzi. Why is the guy mowing the lawn around us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't mind the leaf blower. It's all okay. done in a jacuzzi. I tell you something? Mm. A state senator who's in your arm. Um, I think he's actually where you grew up, Adam in uh hollywood or north hollywood and his name is hertzberg and his nickname is Huggy, and that's because as soon as he meets you even if it's for the first time he starts hugging you and i said i and he's become a very good friend i said well why do you do that he says after the fbi had that whole spin up in sacramento the only way i can figure out if the guy's wearing a wire is to hug it wow
5: and then he feels you up a little bit too i
1: uh i i have i have questions i've so uh, tell me all <laughs> you need, gun tell me. Yeah. All, tell us all we need to know about this. So he was wearing a wire. Correct. Which means he was in the room with Trump talking, or in the room with whom?
4: I would, my guess is, and uh, the other thing I would tell you is, it's clear now that Flynn is also, uh, General Flynn is also cooperating, because he's not mentioned except obliquely. But the my guess is, is that it's probably was with others in the current administration because I'm told at least by people who should know that Papadopoulos was a complete surprise. Nobody had seen that on the radar. Nobody knew that was coming. And so it would make sense that if he's out of left field, that he's having conversations with people in the White House.
2: If
1: you're Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and and anyone on that side, are you thinking good Go after these guys, or are you thinking sort of more like Kevin Spacey would have been thinking three days ago? Like, oh, this whole Harvey Weinstein thing is great. Like, everyone's focused on him. On the other hand, once it blows the lid, they're going to start looking for other people that are talking or dealing with Russia, too. Are we
4: all going down? There is a blowback provision, and the Clintons know better than anybody because they went through the left-wing um, kind of version of this back in the Whitewater days in the nineties. So this is not something that usually ends well for anyone. I mean, on either side, it's almost mutually assured destruction.
3: Wow, wouldn't it be amazing? Like ironic if it was, this really did drain the swamp, like it kind of yeah. like killed everyone around on both sides. Well, well it, 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 to it appears well, everybody an,
4: deals with the Russians. Yeah, right. There's an element of that even here because the indictment also refers to. um, who we now know is the Podesta group. Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta's brother who resigned yesterday after the indictment came up, was John Podesta, who had the hacked emails and ran Hillary Clinton's campaign. So, literally, the swamp is draining on both sides. Right.
1: I-, I imagine there has to be a third Podesta brother with a medium-sized head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One has the smallest head
1: in the world, the other has the biggest, yeah. at least One's the wine- just right. <laughs> hey, say what you will about the Weinstein's, they're consistent. Yeah. They yes. both have huge heads. Yeah. One has the smallest head in the world, the other has the biggest head There has to be a third story.
3: Podesta. Regular guy. He's a pharmacist.
1: He works in Milwaukee, and he has a medium-sized so, so head.
3: He's He puts in, you know, 20 hours a week. He's a consultant. It is a weird
1: tale of two heads with those two brothers. Somebody was screwing around. That, that's not from the same mom no. and dad. So, uh, Mark, the question, every time, that's all I can think about. All the Russian scandal goes out the window when they show, and now his brother. And it's like, how did his head get so skinny? His head got so big. All right. Um, the uh, so couple you always of questions. Always goes down to the truth. Spacey, <laughs> yeah. the spacey Casey. I want you know what we've done, and we we talk about this all the time. You know, rape, and so so everyone says it started a million years ago. Every we we've hijacked the language. Everyone wants to correct. I, I did love line a million years ago. I talked to a guy. I said, so you're blind? He said, seeing impaired. I said, so is that, what's that mean? I'm seeing impaired. He said, blind, right? No, not black. We say seeing impaired. I said, you can't say seeing impaired. I don't know what that means. It means you could drive with glasses. <laughs> right. You can't Legally see your blind. hand. You can't you see, see light. shapes. No, colors. seeing impaired. It's this weird thing that everyone loves to do. It started on the left, which is correct everybody for every, all the use of their language all the time. You can't say, oh, no, no, no. It's not black. It's African American. Like it keeps mispronouncing everything, everything. So we have taken sexual assault and this done, turned it into everything. Every time somebody touches someone's knee, if someone's hand goes on someone's knee to a movie theater, they assaulted them. So now, okay, here's the problem. When we do that, we know, we know not what's going on anymore. So Kevin Spacey did what? He sexually assaulted this 14-year-old. Okay, that used to mean, oh, wow, yeah. now... We don't know what it means, because you've taken the word, you've broadened it out to every single physical unwanted advance, and I don't know, and it's probably good for the Kevin Spacey's of the world, because now that you guys have ruined sexual assault... For me. Oh, wow. Now it's ruined every... I'm just assuming... <laughs> for, the, for us enthusiasts. Spacey sat down, put his hand on the small of the guy's back, and then got up and, and and had another cocktail. I don't know what he did, because we've ruined the word. We've screwed it's it up. It's a much bigger brush now. Yes. What do you think about that, Mark Garrigus?
4: I think the best part of that story is that it eclipsed the George Herbert Walker Bush story. <laughs> oh, that was the best. When you're 93 and in a wheelchair and some pretty girl comes over and you say, you know who my favorite magician is? And they say, no, who? And he says, David Copperfield and then grab a little laugh. Apparently that's sexual yeah. assault. What yeah. I do
1: is I drop a digit on them and I say, Doug Henning. And they go, what? And I go, don't you know I'm crazy? I have dementia. Good luck in court. Yeah. That's Wait, my move.
5: Does that mean I was sexually assaulted by Ed Asner? When Did he, he, touch you? he he leaned into me and whispered in my ear that I was a Jew beauty.
1: Wow, a beauty! Yeah. You got a Jew beauty?
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love that Asner.
1: Now that's uh I love it more now. That's really assault. I, yeah. So what do we think? So <laughs> because everything is assault, do we really know? He said he laid down on top of him. He said like, he
5: he picked him up like bride and groom style and and put him on the bed and then sort of laid on top of him. Uh, laid sort of he he was sort of half covering him. Yep.
2: That's,
4: and, yeah, under that's you're going to be hard pressed to turn that into at least from a penal code standpoint geez. into a section between control.
1: hard pressed and penal, <laughs> penal code. Yeah. We're already exactly. home. I've seen both <laughs> of those. And uh, <laughs> quickly, Mark Gerrigis, uh your case out of Arizona—you did see the tape, right?
4: Yes, I saw the tape, and the I, I just want to—I want to preface sorry, this
1: by saying I'm, I'm sorry, to sound like a broken record, but this thing where all we're going to do is highlight any white officer with a, with a black suspect or shooting or bad shooting or violence from white onto black. If we're simply going to take those scattered stories and make meals out of every one of them and never really chronicle the ones where the white cop shoots the white guy, mm-hmm. then, of course, we're going to create an environment where the populace. Assumes that the only kind of crime there is perpetrated by cops violently on the citizens are white cops on black suspects or, or black citizens. That's, that's, uh, you can't draw any other conclusion if you won't report any of the other mm-hmm. cases but, and by the way,
4: Adam, would you even know about this case if we didn't have reasonable No, I would right
1: never know. No, no it's not in news. It's not CNN doesn't care about this case because they don't care <laughs> about, I mean, about cops killing people. They care about cops killing black people. That's I mean, I mean, their narrative. I mean, There's plenty of cases. There's I mean, a guy who was at the convenience store that was shot all the hell. He was trapped in the convenience store that couldn't get out. They just killed him out there in aisle nine. There's another guy that got pulled off a horse and 25 guys jumped on him and just started kicking the shit on him. couple took
5: a running start.
1: Yes, I mean, that would have been huge. Cities would be burning because CNN would love to see that. That's more news for them, but they won't report any of it because they don't care about violence on citizens by cops. They care about exploiting black people. That's their plan. That's why we don't know about this one, which is by far the worst I've ever heard. Go ahead, Mark Garagas.
4: It's it's not only the worst. 35 years have been doing this, and I've seen a lot of tapes and I've understood, or at least conceptually understood, where the cop might go or what he might see uh, say. But this one was literally the single—and this was just the first body cam. There were three body cams here. I mean, when you look at these and you see this execution, you see a guy begging for his life, crawling like an animal on the ground— And the cop is being prosecuted for murder, and you wouldn't know about it if you didn't listen to ACS and Reasonable Nobody, Nobody's even heard of it. In fact, the only people who are writing about it, believe it or not, are the Daily Mail and the local uh, Arizona paper. Other than that, nobody knows that some guy used a AK-47 to kill an unarmed man who was doing everything he was supposed to
1: do. In a hallway inside a hotel, like just a sh- basketball shorts and a T-shirt lying on his face in the
4: hallway. Barefoot! Barefoot! 26 years old. I mean, this kid did... I mean, it was like they were putting him through a, um, a field sobriety test where you're on your stomach and then just execute him. Just shoot him. And nobody's covering it. And, and I, as I told Adam on Reasonable death, I kind of understand why, because... This may be one case where if people saw it, they wouldn't be able to handle it. They, you literally cannot believe what you see.
1: And he had an AR-15 that said, what, you're fucked on it or something? Exactly.
4: <sighs> All right, so if the guy
1: was black, then CNN would have every van they have piled on top of each other, parked out in front of the courtroom. It would never be nonstop. It'd be 24-7. And the reason I'm pissed off about it is because... What you're doing, you're going to create unrest if you create a narrative that cops single out black citizens and execute them. I've said, and I've always said, there's plenty of bad cops and they do plenty of bad things to plenty of plenty of people all the time. But if you simply pick out one group, and you could pick out Asian or any other group, and there'd be unrest in that group because that's what you're reporting to us. This is easily the worst killing maybe ever, but certainly the last decade. I don't know how you get worse than this killing. Can you get worse than this killing, Mark?
4: I just, I, look, if you look at it, it scars you. I had had thought I wasn't going to watch it because I And my associate had watched it the day before and he was horrified. And um, I watched it and I, I dream about it every night. It's just, horrific. It reminds me, in my mind, the other worst kind of picture that I ever saw was that um, kind of—I I don't know—that iconic is the right word, but that Vietnam, oh, uh, God. the kid's shirtless, where he's getting his head blown out. It's—it's—it's it's got that same effect on my brain.
1: Did uh, so, Mark? You know, it always the the sad, ironic, and whatever part of this whole thing, as far as the law and money and things like that go. You know, we talk about. Oh, some guy, some um, guy was a janitor for LA Unified, and the cops killed him on his own property, and uh, he was unarmed, and he was in his pajama bottoms. And I go, what's that case good for? And you go, hmm, 350 k And then you're <laughs> like, O'Reilly's gal got $31 million bucks or whatever. These people get like, t- t- the asshole um, coward pile of crap who got dragged off the plane. Doctor Celia pills for sex. That asshole got like, got like 1.5 million. And the guy who right. gets executed by LAPD, he gets 200k.
4: Yeah, this exactly. guy. I mean, that's what, you know, I I I understand that. I mean, I understand the differences. I'll never understand. In fact, I think I want to call her up. I know Liz Wheel, and Liz is, was married to Mickey Sherman. Before that, she was a commentator, and I know her well. And I can't imagine what Riley did in order to have to pay her pay her thirty two million dollars. Can you imagine how bad it must have been? Whatever
1: it is, me and everyone who's listening would let him do it to us for, for thirty one million no. No, for ten. Come for $10. On,
4: Adam, you'd let him do it to you for three point two million.
1: You're right. Yeah. You're you absolutely can. right. It's got to pay <laughs> off that portion. Yeah. So Mark, uh, what do you think so but say, your your client who was executed by the police department at age twenty six executed. He's not getting anywhere near 32.
4: No, no. Unfortunately, I don't think that there's any way that that would ever happen. He's got two young girls who are delightful. I mean, they're just beautiful. Um, But, you know, they've got causes of action. And obviously, I want to make sure they're taken care of for the rest of their life. Wow.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, all right, Mark. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you oh, on you, uh, Reasonable Dow. I and
4: appreciate it. Bye, Gina. Bye, Brian. Bye, See Mark.
1: You, oh, by the way, uh, I should give a plug to uh, the audiobook voiced by uh, our own uh, yes, Mike Dawson. Mistrial, everybody. Uh, Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.
5: Hey, Adam, you, uh, you just brought up one of your favorite people, and I say that sarcastically. Uh, Dr. Dow, the man who uh, allowed himself to sort of scream and rant and be dragged off the plane. Dr. Sell pills for sex? That's the mm-hmm. one. Um, I think there's a new hero in town over the holiday weekend. This picture was posted on Instagram the uh, gentleman went yeah. as Dr. Dow being that
3: is cultural appropriation <laughs> dragged that off the
5: plane and I, I thought you might want to see it
3: very upsetting
1: he's, he's good but he's Asian right so yeah. he gets, he no, gets he, in no he's not appropriating yeah he needs to hook up I with don't. a flight attendant or a pilot yeah. or security guard hooking up with yeah. a crayon box
5: yeah I think maybe it was just a before we go out picture in the living yeah. room but I thought you'd appreciate I, the effort no
1: I I, I do the, the crayon he's dating he a, a husky security guard gotta carry you around he's all dating night. Drag a drag crayon around. Crayon box and the crayon box looks like an explosion of fireworks coming from his head, like the way the picture it's a is taken. Yeah, it's just a peacock. it 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 it's it's a great outfit. I love where his head is at, but this it, it muddies the photograph. To yeah. have you, yeah. you find find a guy in the next apartment to grab hold of you and put a, put a windbreaker on and yeah, drag, it. drag you. All right, uh, call R.J. Bell. Tim Allen is out there. Gina, you got a picture?
5: That was the picture. Oh, sorry.
3: Okay, <laughs> RJ is on too. By the
1: way, yeah, I saw that. I saw that picture. That's uh, okay. I mean, I saw the tweet. I appreciate it. Hey, RJ. Hey, how are you, Adam? Good. What's going on?
6: Not my. Oh, we were so close last week. So close. Bad yeah. Beat. That's. I don't yeah. know about a bad beat. Those half pointers, though. Ooh. Oh, you are talking about the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. We had plus seven and a half. They win by eight after a safety. Oh, uh, that's
3: a bad beat. That's a bad beat.
1: <laughs> Peak Chargers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peak Chargers. Mm. What? Uh, so, and then what was? Uh, what were the two games? Sorry.
6: Oh, so so we had the uh, Chargers game, which lost by half point, and the Bills game, which won easily.
1: Right, yeah. I gotta say, uh, I don't want to tell your business because, uh, look, nobody's better. You Unless you have a coin and you can toss it. <laughs> nobody's better than R.J. Bell. But let me let me say this. <laughs> what, what I'm I, just gonna wait and <laughs> let you finish. I mean, look, most people don't, act, don't have access to change. Yeah. So we need R.J. It's Bell. It's all it's all credit. We it need R.J. Bell. Yeah. But when you said, you know, when you bet against the Patriots, I was like, I just, I have a I never bet against the Patriots. Like I don't know why they screw me every time. I, I I took Atlanta and I took the money line for the Super Bowl and they were up, you know, twenty five to three or we'll something. And your money. I lost. <laughs> like you never, you just can't bet against the goddamn Patriots. All right, sorry, RJ.
6: Well, listen. Let me let me say this. Back in July, I flew into L.A. just for the honor of visiting your studio. What did I tell you about winning and losing, Mister Corolla? You said, uh, can I borrow a quarter? I got to pick
1: some games. And then you said, look, anything above 50%, you said you went on Kevin and Bean, you went like 58% th- for the season, and that was good. That was real yes. good.
6: Right. So let's set, I, we can all, hey listen, I, I've heard a rumor that you do comedy for a living, b- <laughs> but we can have our fun, but let's make sure everyone realizes our goal is to win money, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to get too indignant, but at the end of the year when we've won money for your listeners, I'm going to expect a sincere thank you. I will. I
1: will say, I will modify my statement of if you have a coin and saying, if that coin rolled down the gutter once every seven tosses. (laughs) Yes, sorry. So right now we're 50%. We're 8 and 8. Correct. Thus the coin analogy. (laughs) But I shall apologize to you at the end of the season. It sounds like I'd
6: be better off going 0 and 2 than 1 and 1 this week. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, it is like kissing your sister, but... uh, Go right ahead, RJ. Sorry,
0: what, let, let me cue you up. Football. Gambling. America. Don't sweat the bet. We got Vegas insider, RJ Bell. This is RJ's Parlay.
2: All right, let's hear it.
6: All right, we got a big game. Dallas hosting Kansas City. And there's some news in this game. Ezekiel Elliott now out, it looks like, in this game. And he's one of the best, if not best, running backs in the league. So you would think, oh, big deal, Elliott's out. Really, no. He's worth max, at max, one point per game because quarterbacks are king and running backs, no matter how good, only move the needle just a little bit. But the public is, you know, this is the Cowboys, right? Zeke's a big name, and this court case has gotten tons of attention. Thus, I think the public is overvaluing Zeke being mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. which means there's value on Dallas. We've got Dallas to pick them. One last thing, Kansas City, they just won on Monday Night Football. So the whole world saw them look good. They think, oh, KC looks good. They've got a good record. But remember, they've got a short week now. One less day to prepare, traveling to Dallas, another advantage for us. Pick number one to bust over 50% and shut up, Adam. Dallas, pick them. All right.
3: It's personal this time. <laughs> I like,
1: no, listen. You know, I remind myself of a great football coach who sees R.J. Bell <laughs> a phenomenal athlete, yep. but he's not
6: motivated. Look, i put a lot of fire in his belly.
5: You know, so I only yelled at you because I care.
1: That's
6: right. If you want a motivated player, demean him as much as possible. <laughs> well, and yes, play back.
1: yes. Helmets not a chair, RJ. Grab a knee. Let's go for the second pick.
6: <laughs> second pick, Thursday night football. So we're going with a little difference here. Thursday night game, Jets plus three and a half hosting the Bills. One thing about Thursday, and this is one that anyone who is picking their own games can consider moving forward the, the road team has a big disadvantage. We talked about, oh, Kansas City had to travel with one day less rest. Well, Thursday you've got three days less rest, and thus that travel time is a bigger percentage of your overall prep time. Big disadvantage for the road team here, which is the Bills. But listen, this Bills team has a 5-2 and two record, and that's really surprising. They were expected to be below five hundred. So, the public is taking notice. Thus, the Bills are expensive. The Jets, on the other hand, they're three and five. That doesn't sound good. But this whole year, guys, the Jets were expected to win three games the entire season. They've won three half the season. So, if anything, they're energized right now. Last thing on this game, we got the hook, that three and a half. Since this is a low-scoring game, or at least it's projected to be, that 3.5 is extra valuable. Second pick, Jets plus 3.5.
1: RJ Bell, from your mouth to God's ears. I'm I'm rooting
6: for you, buddy. I, I do I, want to. I think, I, I think again you have a hedge here, because if I win, well, hey, your your listeners are winning money. If I lose, you get to bust balls, and I'll be honest, I'm not sure what you're rooting for.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm
1: rooting for content, brother. Always, Always looking for content. Thanks, RJ Bell. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. RJ Bell. RJ's parlay. You can check out his uh, podcast, R.J. Bell's Dream Preview, and uh, it's available on iTunes and Podcast One as well. All right. The great Tim Allen is out there. Uh, we got uh, got. to uh, break a little early, Gary. Got a couple of phone calls. I'll just mow out a couple of calls, and we'll bring uh, Tim in. Uh, Matt, 32 Idaho.
3: Yeah, hey. How's it going, guys?
1: Yeah, hey. What's
2: going on?
3: Hey, uh, so I recently, uh, actually yesterday, got fired from a job that I actually quit on the f- previous Friday. Uh, I turned in my resignation letter for um, almost a month, so I've been giving the guy plenty of time to find a replacement for my spot. I kind of just had enough with the with the employment there, and uh, I was coming come back in on Monday, and they tried to mark out my date of when I was going to leave to October 31st and tried to give me an initial letter. I was like, no, I, I turned this in. They're like, well, this is your last day. And so I'm wondering in the future, who do do I, what do I say? Do I say I got fired from that job or do I say I resigned that job because I beat him to it?
1: Yeah. If you beat him to it, you got to go resign. What kind of job is it?
3: Uh, Digital media, uh, making, editing TV commercials, like little regional TV commercials and promo videos and stuff.
5: I thought this only happened when you were like a waiter, like in the when you make a big scene in the restaurant. You can't fire me. I quit. You throw your apron. So that's yeah, kind of what happened.
1: Chefs do a lot of storming yeah. out yeah. in movies. Uh, you know the worst thing as I think about it? It's happened a few times in my career. Not to me, but uh, I've been on the uh, other end of it. The worst thing that can ever happen about you and your job and quitting or moving on or whatever it is, is you get fired and you don't get replaced by anybody.
5: I've had had
1: that around here a few times. We've had people move on, and nobody has to be hired to replace them, which means you either were completely unnecessary or not very good at uh, what you did. So, Matt, you were replaced by somebody, right?
3: Uh, No, actually, what's really funny is that he's been trying to find another video producer for, like, the last six months. He's trying to grow the company, but he's actually had people more leaving Actually, think the, the impetus for leaving was that our project manager left and mm-hmm. then the person below them left. So there's just, he's lost now half of his workforce in three months. Mm. So, uh, he doesn't look good, especially in a small town where he kind of knows everybody. And that's how he does his business. People are going to find out that every, nobody likes working there. It's harder to attract people here to, you know, little old Lewiston, Idaho. Uh, it smells really bad here. They've got a paper mill. It's just not, you have a it's pretty, but it's not ideal. You
1: have another gig to move on to, uh,
5: perhaps uh, a tour a, guide a for buddy. your fair city <laughs> chamber of commerce sorry about the smeller but
1: watch <laughs> steps you exit here the
3: van six, yeah i only lived here for six months i moved here for the job but i just i can't stand it it or the job so i'm moving back to seattle and can i make a shout out to my buddy dallas who's a listener i'm yeah. coming back to uh, live
2: with go you back in the to seattle, seattle. Do do
1: tim that. allen's ready to come in he's yawning out he's there he's antsy uh i feel uh we're gonna bring we'll, we're bringing Tim in in
4: I like one my five, by minute. The way. I it, just
1: want to get rid of these calls. that yeah. Have been on hold for too long. Jeff, Vorty, Kansas City.
4: Hey, Ace, Bob, Gina. What's going
1: on? Hey, it's Dawson. Hmm. <laughs> Dawson's not here because we're doing a show at a different time, dude. So we lost everybody. Oh wait a minute, just Dawson.
0: <laughs> Later, husband. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's great.
1: I like. You know, my favorite is when people do this move. You have 10 people show up at the new time we tape, and then the one person doesn't show up, and they go, hey, man, nobody sent an email out, and you're like, how is it that nine other people showed up at at the time, and you didn't? And they go, I don't know what their story is. No. Look, I like that. I love that answer. I waited I'm, for you, I'm now. not saying Dawson's going to give that answer. I've worked with many people who will that just give answer that answer. I don't look, I look. don't know why they're there. Why don't you talk to them? As That's you go, their look, business. Look, if... If there's 10 people that are going to show up at a new time, and you're the only one who doesn't show up at the new time, and your argument is, I wasn't made aware of this, we just found the other nine people made them aware of it, but somehow we okay. missed you. Not a great argument. I know many people who would make that argument and stick stick by it. And then I do love it when you go, how did everyone else know? You'd have to ask them.
5: Yeah. How would I know?
3: <laughs> okay. Kodo and Poto. Kodo and
1: Poto. Ask go, them. Go ahead, Jeff.
3: Oh, well, I was hoping you could help me with a decision. I need to uh, rent this apartment. And um, I had a a stripper apply. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a prude. I'm fine with the line of work, but it's the relationship dynamic. Are these people going to be a pain in the butt?
1: They are going to come back at crazy hours. So you have other folks in the building who are going to have to hear them pull up in Jeeps. They all drive Jeep Wranglers. They pull up in
3: Jeeps at like 4 4 a.m.
1: Also, I would guess that many strippers supplement their income with their gentleman friends getting more than a lap dance. I would guess that, too. I would <laughs> guess that as well. Well, it's weird because, like, I haven't. It's not like I. you not like you go to a strip club and you see strippers walking yeah. out the door with dudes. I just feel like the champagne room. Eh, they might be finding their way back to the yeah. apartment at some point. But
5: can I just say, anecdotally, what? knowing two strippers in Kansas City who were both renters, they were lovely and always paid their rent on time. Yeah, they,
1: they always got cash.
5: Yep, always got cash. So,
3: so don't be how's, the, how's the KC strip club scene? I have no idea. Come on. It's good. And it's they don't good. have a lot
1: of kids, but then that glitter's really hard to get up. Yeah. I mean, you need a serious <laughs> well, shop vac. They're leaving it down the hall. Oh,
5: no, they're leaving their deposit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's
3: a boyfriend and a kid in the mix, if that changes Oh,
1: things. all right. Then it's fine. Go ahead and do it. All right. Tim Allen is out there. So, Allison from uh, Marietta, an idea.
2: Oh, hi. How called?
1: are you? Good, man. What's going on?
2: Um. Well...
4: Okay, so you talk a lot about food on on the podcast, like a lot. Yeah, so, um, like this I whole had, morning was dedicated.
1: to, Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what well, this morning so thing? Shrimp, right? Right. Uh-huh. With omelets.
4: Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I had this idea. I had this idea that um, maybe you should have like another podcast, and maybe call it. My idea was to call it the Taste of Ace.
1: I like it. Oh, yeah, great you band it. as well.
3: You got one free hour a week. You yeah. Up. I shouldn't yeah, I should
1: have had a fifty-third podcast yeah. on. Yes, thanks, yeah. Allison. I, I like that.
3: You and Olga. We'll do do it with oh. you in August on the plane to Vegas?
1: I had a Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: We travel. We
1: should be working. Yeah. Why aren't we working on that plane? Seriously, that's we should be working on, on that. Real slacker. We do. We
3: literally bring. <laughs> I watched you screen the Willie T Ribs doc last time we flew to yeah. Vegas for a three-hour event. We've yes. screened in cars before. You're leaving money on the seatback tray. <laughs>
1: All right, the great Tim Allen is out there. We're not going to make him wait uh, any longer. Tim Allen in studio.
0: And now, Alcoa presents 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 Definitely definitely not Not a Jew on The Adam Carolla Show state line, Byron, Mississippi, a 28-year-old woman was arrested after she hit her husband with a hammer when he messed up her order from Taco Bell, definitely not
2: a Jew,
1: yeah, Tim Allen in the studio. Yeah. Tim's doing stand up around this great country of ours coming up uh, this Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th. That's at the Mirage in Las Vegas. And then uh, Thursday, the 16th of November, Clearwater, Florida at the uh, Ruth Eckerd Hall. And then uh, Friday. November 17th, Naples, Florida. Hayes Hall. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Tim is, oh, sorry, pull that mic uh, right on. Right on. That's right, right, the radio world. (laughs) Tim is a car guy. Tim was telling me just a moment ago about a really cool jag he got that I am fascinated with. No, I didn't get it. I saw a picture of it you didn 't receive it,
7: no jaguar made a one of one off a sixty four sixty five there 's the picture oh. right there, of a jaguar, but when you open the hood it in the bonnet it 's mm-hmm. an electric motor and it changed i said you there 's a lot of classic cars i don 't care generally how how it 's powered, some of them in my collection are too loud i mean i 'm getting old i right. just want to, I want to cruise, and this thing is a hundred they say one hundred and seventy mile range, and the electric motor is actually really good looking the,
1: the Which you never see or you never hear about. Wow, we're just, just s- looking at it. Yeah, the uh, Jag and, and a lot of car companies are doing something smart, which is getting in touch with their heritage. Exactly. They used to just do this thing where it's like, hey, Ford's going to do the Cobra 2. And they just put a sticker on a crappy Mustang and they put a fake hood scoop and they put a, a wood grain steering wheel, which was Fake wood grain it would wear off where your hands were, and they'd go, That's the Cobra, too. What? And now it's like you got to go back and get into your heritage. And Jag is doing it in a big way. Well,
7: I just, I, I, I when I would race for Ford uh, for Steve Celine, we were just getting into sequential gears. A lot of the old guys didn't want to go sequential gears, and I kind of like that idea. The same, I relate to this to Toy Story. When we first did Toy Story, it was a first. A computer animated film and when all the old animators as well as the new guys were in the theater over at disney we all looked at it it was night and day old school animators went no one's going to buy this it looks terrible it's mm-hmm. too clear it's too crisp those and i was on the edge i go it's kind of cool but the story's the story mm-hmm. you know i don't care what right. what mode you do and racing and racing and now of course it's all sequential gear pick but've well, i've said this a
1: million times Pixar films should be studied in every film school because of the story. Mm-hmm. The stories are so insanely good. They get lost a little bit sometimes in the technology or the performances or whatever. But the stories yeah, are so great in Pixar's And especially, like, there's a lot of comedies where it's just, hey, it's a comedy, but there's not much story to hang yeah. your hat on. Uh, sequential, by the way, a regular gear shift, let's say, is first gear forward. Second gear back, the third H. gear forward. Yeah, the that H. pattern. The sequential is just one stick in the middle, and you just keep pulling it backwards, like a, like on a motorcycle. Like a motorcycle. Oh, motorcycle yeah. Yeah, yeah,
7: just go but one, two, three, used four, five. It, and it's kind of the old school guys didn't like it. And I remember the the studio animators at Disney, you could hear them grumbling in the back. <laughs> uh, don't get over this, it looks terrible. I can't believe I it Doesn't
5: look hand-painted yeah, at all.
7: Did you know what you were getting into in a good way
1: with Toy Story I mean did you know when you read the <clears> script <throat> or were you in the middle of a crazy schedule and this one no, give me the sides I'll show up.
7: I, I studied film in college and uh, uh, Lassiter's Pixar Light the Tensor Light was shown at our one of our film festivals. It was the first computer anime thing I'd ever seen. And that was that the, the logo they used. That was yeah. his original the movie. movie. Yeah. 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 Lamp. He, he did camp. a whole movie with that, and I said, "This is the future. This is unbelievable." I mean, I was a big fan of that. The scripts in those movies are kind of peculiar. They don't they don't show up. They they kind of show up in a random sketch to me mm-hmm. about what the character is mm-hmm. going to say, and then it shows up. You know, when you go do your bits, it's a really peculiar process for an actor or a comedian. Or a, a turtle, for that matter. I mean, it's just an odd process because they you, you, re, you read a little bit of dialogue. You never work with the other actor. It's just a guy behind a screen going, "Now try it again." Yeah. You're right. It's just it's a very peculiar process, right? And it's always a little confusion
1: because they'll do uh, give me three. Mm-hmm. It's right. always give yeah. me three. It's not not two or four. Well,
7: they hate when you ad lib too, and I'm an ad libber. And they you'd see the especially after it's animated. I did one. Um, You're a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Mm-hmm. I did that. As an ad lib, and you see him go. Oh God, that's funny. Uh, and, you know, it's like <laughs> now four, we animate. Yeah, now that we was animate. four billion dollars because it doesn't fit the mouth. We got to go back and do it again. Did you? Where did you do that? Record that, and then how much of
1: that? They always say so and so wasn't in the room. Somebody. Sometimes they're across the ocean though, and they're with you, piped in the room. Nope. But you're always just alone. Always alone.
7: I mean I always thought it would be kind of fun for Hanks and all of us to do it as a, like a theater event for charity or something yeah, just wow. do it in a circle just do it one off great. the other yeah. but Concerts they want style. you they want you completely clean completely they don't want the other guy in there at all so it's it's a little alarming to have the you know the engineer go here's what his line is I said well, give me his line first and then of course my joke you don't sound anything like Hanks this is, <laughs> this is horrible I just was working on a Pixar
1: thing and they had an actress who's not in the movie, but she's a voiceover actress playing the other person, but in another room and then piped in so you can read with the person, but' they're not gonna, act- they're not gonna be in it yeah. no, they yeah. didn't have that for you. <clears throat>
7: they don't have it for us because I said almost alarmingly, I was told, really I don't even need you anymore like I'm already passed on because <laughs> Buzz has said so many things in three movies. And a lot of my lines are, look out, Woody, Woody, right. watch out, right. Woody, watch out, Woody, look out. And then they can right. assemble a they're they assemble the dialogue He said it in a nice way. really don't even need you for this one. I go, well, that's not exactly what, <laughs> what I'd like to hear. But they could
1: Frankenstein it together. Oh, you bet. I mean, the same way yeah. as they can do a, you know, Michael Jackson show with his avatar up there in Vegas yeah. or whatever they're working on now. Yes.
5: When I did uh, Street Fighter IV, I, the voice of Rose, they've done many, many iterations since. Never been uh, in once to record huh. anything, not once. Well,
1: Gib- Gilbert Godfrey should have seen this coming with Zach <laughs> Black yeah. Duck and played it uh, a little more on the straight and narrow. Uh, uh, Tim, uh, we know uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Kevin Hench, and uh, he he was one of the instrumental guys in Last Man Standing. Uh, I know you grew to love he-
7: Kevin Hench. His point of view particularly, you know.
1: and he's But he's also... You know what everyone's looking for when they're on on the set? Somebody competent. Like somebody you can go up to and you go, is this going to work or is this not going to work? And then they can tell you because they are that person. Kevin Hanch is that person. You want him on the set of a movie. You want him on the set of a TV show. You want him when you're camping. You just like go, <laughs> is this going to work or isn't going to work? And he will give you a very clear, unfettered version of it.
7: It will. I, I look at this, and I have a shop in North Hollywood, and, and we build cars. And what we're looking for is always the guy that uh, finishes the job, people that engage. And Hench is the type of guy that engages. Ha, go do this. As you said, is this working? If it isn't working, I'll go fix it. He takes a shot at it. He doesn't delegate constantly to somebody else. And we're finding in North Hollywood a real limit of people that do things. There's a lot of people that say they do things, a lot of people that want to do things, a lot of people that can tell other people to do things. The city of Los Angeles is a, a good example. Trying to get a, a root ball that's coming up through the asphalt on my neighborhood. Right. This is four years of this. Trying to get it removed. Trying to get it removed. Right. The lady goes, I go. And a sweet lady, finally comes out from the city after repeated efforts to get it done. She goes, yeah, that's a terrible thing. I said, this would be the fifth. I've gone through DWP. I've, I've called everybody. Now I just bring somebody. To look at that. It's causing traffic. Someone's going to get hurt. She goes, right. That's a civil infraction. I go, "Okay. Well, if if I were to give the person whose house it is a civil infraction, they're not really going to vote for me again, are they?" Right. I go, "Okay. So that's just going to sit there. I'll get someone else to look at it. I've had everyone look at it. No one's we have one root ball grinder for the whole city of Los Angeles." <laughs> And I uh, said, yeah. That is it. But you probably got 20 people in that office. It, sounds like, it really sounds like a horrible term for a bitchy wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that Ruth Ballgrinder,
1: she's been working him for 17 years. <laughs> or, if it, you, Ruth or if it was
7: Ruth, it's yeah. just, her name the is ball Ruth grinder. Ballgrinder. Her friend, the mulchers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Harriet Mulcher? Oh, Harry man. Harriet Mulcher oh. and Ruth Ballgrinder. Oh, man.
1: I Yeah, uh, I, uh, I have these. Fantasies behind where we're sitting is is trash. That mattresses. I don't like it when it takes the kid theme, like the kids' mattresses. But if you go just behind us, you'll see where all the garbage gets oh, dumped a off. Gr- even a better
7: story. Yes. All along my neighborhood, I wanted in North Hollywood. I want to plant trees to clean up the area, and I work with all the other bu- businesses along where my business is. And we finally got uh, we planted about thirty one trees. You know, th- don't even get me in how hard that was to give the city. Thirty-one trees. I mean, it had more trouble. Like I said, you know, I'm giving these to you, and I'm going to uh, plant them and feed them. Oh. But I need, I need all these mattresses taken away because once one mattress shows up, next thing it's it's te- televisions and dead bodies and whatever. There's right. a whole pile of stuff. And she goes Thursday, we'll pick it up. Thursday comes and goes. Month goes by. You said Thursday. She says it. Thursday, we're coming out. Finally, she says, I got to admit to you, we're not coming. <laughs> I go, why do you say Thursday? That's what we're told to say. Oh I wow. Say, why? Who told you to say that? That's just. They won't give it up. We don't have the truck anymore. So you don't really have <laughs> wow. the capacity, but you still got four people in the office that take the calls, but we don't have the truck to do that anymore. So that's on you, people. Well, it's good to know that I pay the taxes so that you can answer the phone and tell me that uh, it's not happening.
1: Wow. We are in this uh, – <laughs> tale of uh, two cities over here the best of times and the worst of times because we have unlimited resources to pay out when the cops shoot people or to pay the teachers that are over there in purgatory because they're molesting kids we we have unlimited resources for that but when it comes to the stumps or the garbage by the side of the freeway or the matches or sofas, like we don't we don't or if have you
7: need your oil separator checked if you've having a shop an oil separator that guy is out there on the on the mark. For, oh yeah. Oh well, the, well there's nothing we do better than regular. parking enforcement.
1: Oh yeah. Parking enforcement oh. we're insane about. Johnny but and his model Behind us is literally just piles. There is a toilet, Gary. I'll show you a picture. Somebody went full Gallagher on a toilet out there, and there's that just, was I, me. Unfortunately, <laughs> I thought
7: that was your
1: restroom. There, you have destroyed that toilet, Mister Allen. There is a, destroyed, a full Gallagher. What was well, they just smashed. He took the sledge matic. Yeah. He took the sledge <laughs> uh, to a toilet, which is just on the sidewalk. It's just a, it's just yeah. a destroyed toilet on the sidewalk. <laughs> so they don't have, the garbage guys don't pick up garbage. They work a robotic arm right. that goes right, for, the, for can, the can. And if the can's not facing Mecca, they'll keep driving. Like it's happened to me once or twice where the, the can was faced mm-hmm. the wrong direction. So God forbid they'd have to get out of the goddamn truck and turn the can around. Right. Here's my thing. If you can't get out of a truck, you shouldn't be a garbage yeah, man. A like, t- if that's a bridge too, too far, order. like, you know what? I really don't do getting out of trucks. <laughs> like, fine, be a goddamn accountant. But don't be a garbage man, because everything's robotic arms. So we don't have any ability to pick up the sofas, the mattresses, or the busted-up toilets. Gary, I'm pretty sure Gary took a picture of the busted I Oh, to I get took the pictures We're of it, to it. busted-up toilets. But don't – oh, when you Gary. Well, all right, we'll find that. So, uh, Tim. Uh, let's see. Let's so, Hens is a
7: good worker. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I miss good workers like that. There, there's, I just yesterday I was talking about the people in my life that get stuff done that don't ever say, eh, you know, I've tried that on Thursday." Because I have, to, I have a, a series of things I have to get done, and either if, either I do it, and there's about four or five men and women in my life that you, they just look at you and they go, and they'll figure out a way to get it done because they engage, and we miss. I miss that so much in. You know, I love the city of Los Angeles and I hope I, I do my best to help it work, the city council and I get involved in whatever I can for my community, but the people that engage are very, very rare. And a hench is one of those guys. And I said one made that a wonderful experience is that the whole staff of that show got engaged and they it worked together. Literally you had liberals and conservatives writing jokes uh offending both sides equally. Mm. Did um
1: uh, so, I know when the show ended, the ratings were very good. Of course, I, I'm very close with Hench and I, I see him for football every Sunday and so on and so forth. Um, and he really felt like there was a little bit of a political conspiracy going on that the show, Last Man Standing, was going into its, what, sixth season? Seventh. Seventh season. Coming out of the sixth, going into the seventh. Great ratings. And for guys like Tim and guys like Hench, it's a big, big deal financially to have these things Continue, what was your take on why that show was canceled
7: I'm a realist if If it was political, no one would be stupid enough to admit that, so you'd never it's one of those collusion things i, I there's no way they protested a little bit too much for to me when they said it's not about that, and I never said anything i never I just walked away. I felt bad for the hundred or hundred and ninety so employees that didn't find out till mid June, which is odd to me. And I think they knew in October. I said, classy thing would have been, let us know we're going out. Write the story out. Everybody has a chance to get other jobs. They didn't do it that way. They could have handled it better. But I said, this is a – it's nice conspiracy stuff, but there's no way anybody who would – in private rooms has ever retired of that funny conservative. Get rid of him. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, it, this that sounds good, but it, it I don't think there's anybody dumb enough to admit that. How did you get – to
1: where you are today from where you started? Because you had a crazy life, a crazy story, a crazy upbringing. I mean, you were in prison, you got busted for selling drugs. I, you know, your family was broken up. I mean, how did you overcome all that? Because every, you know, I... So here's, here's, I, I, people send me these, you know, TED Talks and stuff. And it's so important that the family be together and so important that the dad be there and that they raise the kids and that you get, get good parents. But then every once in a while, there's Tim Allen or maybe Adam Carolla somehow can, uh, Transcend the horrible parenting job or the bad job that (laughs) dad did. Someday. Yeah, right. Yeah, one day my son (laughs) (laughs) will transcend his horrible parenting. How do you believe that there's a sort of inner spark? There's the uh, toilet busted up on the the sidewalk. And that was me. (laughs) And in the back, more trash all along the uh, side of the freeway. But how, tell us about that. How did you come up?
7: I, I always was a motivational speaker freak. I always liked guys that could. you'd you'd watch from Zig Ziglar, uh, Tony Robbins to a degree. So I started when I was incarcerated, I started reading books about people that I admired. Mm -hmm. And I started setting goals. It was a simple thing. I put a list, three lists. What I want to do the rest of the day, just avoid this guy with the beard two cells down, just keep avoiding him. Uh, Write a list of what I want to accomplish today, what I want to accomplish this year, and what I want to accomplish, period. And I just – it's a simple list. I ask kids all the time, both my kids and other friends, make a list. Make a list of stuff you want to do today. Then you realize you can do those things just one at a time. You read biographies of people, different races, different creeds. But every now and then in a biography, you're going to go, I can't I, – obviously, I can't be an African-American woman. But I can do some of the things she did to get ahead, You know, focus. And so I read biographies of anybody that I liked – and then I started going, I can't do this, but I could do that. And it, I think it was uh, Juan Montoya, the race driver, said there's a difference between wishing and focus. Most people wish to be successful. He focused on being successful. You focused on that next turn. And you, if you've, you've raced cars, you, you, fo- you, you look where you want to go, not where you don't want to be. And right. that, I heard that many times. So I kept focusing. I want to be on the Tonight Show. I I just focused. I'm going to get on the Tonight Show. Believe me, it was a. It was. I did eventually do it with Johnny, but it was not how I wanted, not when I wanted. But damn it, I did it exactly, exactly as you know. Jim McCauley never said you're dirty. I go well. You've watched. You're supposed to show up at the club when the first eight minutes. When I have clean. (laughs) You're not. You always show. Up, you know, oh. boozed up at the last half hour. Of course, I'm talking about you know nutsacks do, and do all you, that. Do you think prison saved your life? Yes, it was either that or the military. I should. I wanted to be in the military most of my life until someone told me exactly you'll have to be screamed at really close. <laughs> One of those boot camp things. I said I think I'd punch the guy. How long were you sentenced to? I got uh, seven years and did uh, three of it. Is that when you got seven? Did you think that would be? So you'd be in for seven. No, what it was year? actually longer than that. It, oh. was, it was under the Rockefeller Act, and that was early on where they give you they give you life. What? uh So tell
1: us what happened, and then tell us how old you were when you got sense. Because I, when so some, if someone told me now three years from now or five years from now, I'd think, well, that's coming up. Mm. If I was 22, and you you said five years, or or when you're 30, you'll get out of here. My life is over. That's my entire life. life. Well,
7: luckily for me is that I have this comedian that lives in me. So he's constantly making jokes because the the serious part of me – was going, I can't do this. I can't live like this. Because I originally was sentenced to a lot and then we got – it, it turned into a federal offense, which was a blessing because the feds don't have that same law. So it would turned into continuing criminal enterprise or something like that. It was selling cocaine? Yes. But it was originally started with marijuana. And the, my problem with the whole thing is that they caught me early and they just kept upping the ante. It's like to me, I always told the judge, this is like getting a guy for a, a burglary, but you want to keep setting him up until he gets finally get murder. But he right. he committed a burglary. I sold pot. You know they just kept up and well, How about this? And they just kept up in the ante. But at one time I said <clears throat> I was in a holding cell for sixty days, which was miserable, just miserable. Sixteen other guys. You know, and it, two I said, months. You know, in in there or during Christmas. So I said I'm going to kill myself. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to stitch together like in the movies the the sheets, put it on the bar, and I'm going to kill myself. And then the comedian says. You're going to screw this up. What's going to happen is you're going to be hanging there nude, and you won't be able to get to the thing. And you'll be just hanging there, and all the other guys are going to come in and take advantage like of it. Go full pinata. Yeah, yeah. Because, full prison you, pinata. because you didn't quite get it right. And I started laughing so hard at this that that's really what saved me is I constantly had a sense of humor, sometimes not at the right time because I'd have guys – that would go, can we talk after this? Because we, I did Toastmasters in some religious study groups to get out and have a real hamburger outside of the walls. And i do these and make jokes about people, take shots. And some of these guys says, you know, I'm in here because I can't take shots at people. <laughs> so the one guy got me up against a wall because he was going to beat me up, hurt me. And I started laughing so hard as he's got me by the neck. And he goes, what is so funny about this? And I goes, if my brother could see the look on my face right now you know terrified. Right. One sure. of my brothers and I always used to laugh at terrible faces. When you're when you're terrified, I did this one Leno took a picture of me driving one of my real fast cars. He goes, "Boy, that did, you shouldn't show that." You know, it was, <laughs> I was power shifting in a 427 and my face was so geeky. And when you're terrified, you have that's who you look like. And this right. guy had me by the throat. It's going to beat me up and i couldn't stop laughing because my face was so distorted and so <laughs> stupid looking and i thought if my younger brother could see me now he'd be laughing his butt off what
1: was so if you could just give us like a, a normal day in the in the joint i'd i'd
7: well i'd dep- be curious it, it depends it's a federal prison so you're required to work if they don't, you don't pick a job they'll pick a job for you so if you you know a lot of guys, say, I'm not working for the feds. I don't. So they they end up shoveling snow or something late at night. If you don't right. do something, so I uh, volunteered for the print shop. Mm-hmm. And so you get up, you have breakfast, and you go to work. You work, you work. It's it's a bit. It's eight cents an hour or something like that. And they pay you to work at all the federal. They went to print shop and they did all the anything GSO all their paperwork we printed it. It looked like a regular print shop. Did you get the
1: eight cents of a, an hour? After three years, do so they cut you a check? Well, they, you put it in their little
7: account. And you can go get cards or whatever that the commissary. You know, were you writing a lot of material when you're incarcerated? No, no. I just all I wanted to do was uh, get out of there alive. I did. I did, and learn my lesson. I literally, I started reading. this. said, I don't want to do this again. I don't want just a lack of concentration and focus. And I, I was, as I said, I was, I was always after other people's money. I hated rich people. I was an early Democrat. I just wanted to spend other people's money. I didn't think it was fair that I didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid. So that's how I got off track.
5: Mrs. Carolla?
7: I, yeah, I sound like my mom. I never I never thought of working. My mother told me early on, she says, you're, you're going to end up working for the government. That's how, That was her punishment.
2: In a way, you, know? you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, she said, if
7: you don't straighten up, you're going to end up with a government job. That To her, that was the worst thing in the world. No offense to government jobs, but she said, that this is where you'll end up. Was this 22 to 25 approximately? 26. 23? 20- Three to 20, 26. 26. I got out. Of, it was the the year after I graduated college.
1: So now when you get out, now I would assume that Tim Allen would have like have a notepad in the joint and be sort of jotting down ideas. We, we never, you thought I'd, out, never thought I'd do comedy. It was, you, don't, a, you don't have an eye on comedy when you get out.
7: That was early in those. I was in Detroit and I had that. I was on uh, three year parole. Worked at a Kinko's. No, worked at a gun store. Wow.
2: <laughs> ah. But I was
7: downstairs. I was just camping equipment. And upstairs was guns. But I ended up putting it together and they had a local comedy club in Detroit, the Detroit Comedy Castle. They opened up a, a new club and a buddy of mine that came in every day was real funny. He's a comedy writer now. <clears throat> he dared me. It, was one of the, it sounds like a, out of a movie. You don't have enough to go do a 10 minutes. And I wrote 30 minutes of comedy in 30 minutes. I just wrote. Everything was on my mind. The Pillsbury Doughboy was my big bit. I and, wonder if they just left him in the oven too long instead of getting the crescent rolls. What if they grabbed that little turd? through it. He's beating on the door. Help! Help! But <laughs> he swells up. That was the end bit. I was smart enough to do all the cruddy stuff up front. I right. Mean, it's a natural thing. To leave it. Uh, leave it. Leave them laughing. Big and finish. The, big finish. And it was uh, that was it. I said,
1: the uh, I remember a million years ago, Mark Sweeney, who was the director of Acme Theater. Mm um was telling me about Tim Allen and a Tool Guy and you know the whole all all the all the bit, the the tool tool man. Because I was the tool guy I was the tool guy. Right. Like I was the comedian who was a carpenter all day and then would go out and do open mics at night, but I never combined the two. I never I never made the Reese's well, peanut it, butter cup that it was the, Tim a, Allen it did. It was
7: a a leap because I did Akron, Ohio, Goodyear Tire and Rubber. I was doing my regular bit, and all of a sudden, all I heard were these men at a, like a Scotch sales night, and I'm up there dying. And I hear them from stage going, oh, they're just – so I started mimicking that. And right. I went, oh, 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 hey, ah, ah, And right. these guys went, hey, hey what do <laughs> And then I, I realized I had a hook. I realized it was immediate that – then I added that to my lawnmower and how men fix things. The other side of men—we can be horrible, but if you put us on a task, one thing we do really well is fix stuff. Right? We, we break it, we build it, we fix it. That's what we do. I remember I did that for Rodney in New York, and I, I really was unusual in New York. Everybody was talking. It sounds like everybody was a gangster. I, the whole you, New York Dangerfield's club, and all of a sudden he goes, "Hey, what was all this stuff about the lawnmower?
2: <laughs> right. Get
7: the kid back!" And it was—it was so different than anybody else. Then I pulled it out to you know I—I'd I'd, I'd work two weeks. In Detroit, legally, illegally, uh, like a regular job, and take off these trips. Eventually got on the road, but when I went to Los Angeles, uh, Gino Michelini put me on the- The radio show host. The radio show. He put me on the- KLOS, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, 5 o'clock funnies. Yeah, the 5 o'clock funnies. Yeah, still do that. To, recorded me at the Pasadena Ice House. Usually have two, three hundred calls. They got 8,000 calls. Wow. Who was that kid talking about the lawnmowers? And boom, they p- started putting me on the, the road, saying it was they did like- five o 'clock funny concert tour, but I, it didn 't take me long to realize you know what doesn 't seem like they 're here to see the other people. you know It seems like I think I want a little bit more dough from this well it's it 's kind of an interesting
1: time so we we don 't have the internet, but yet tim 's working out of Detroit, mm-hmm. then he goes to New York, then I have my f- director at Acme theater sketch improv troupe telling me about the tool guy. Mm-hmm just this weird word of mouth more powerful than the internet because the internet is now filled like if it's it's interesting you go well now we have the internet so we can get all this information around but not if there's 200 million things on the internet then but we can't it funny get it all for out.
7: our business how fast a joke goes yeah it, it'd be simultaneous like there's a, if, if it's a stupid joke it's you know the the best guy for that is Leno Leno will always come i mean this, there's a guy in a golf course say, Jay, I'm a comedian, I really don't like it <laughs> but it's how funny these I always thought it was amazing, even in the internet world that a joke will hit New York uh, you know for, between comics or a bit that like a, a local bit, it's not one that we're stealing because we, of course we wouldn't do that sure
1: i i'm uh i i don't know there was something the thing that always amazed me even more than than uh, Tim Allen. Because the Tim Allen news depressed me because I went, well, I'm doing that, but I'm not making any money doing that. And also, it always sucks when... You're kind of the tool guy, and someone's explaining how funny the real tool guy yeah. is. Like, well, you
5: should love this guy, yeah, yeah. you're a
1: boy, he's, he's good for yeah, you. no, he's doing what you should be yeah. doing, except for you can't because he's good <laughs> like that's what's implied or at least that's what so i' what that's I'm what you, hearing that's what you're hearing, and this guy's a snob too he's he's a, like a comedy snob, he's a director of an improv right. troupe, you know, so when he was telling me it was really killing me, he's also the guy I said to once i said uh look, I've been doing this improv sketch comedy thing for about uh, uh, three years. I want an honest assessment. What do you see me as, performer or writer? Because you do both mm-hmm. when you do that. And he paused and went, Definitely writer. And I went. I can't type though. I can't spell. I can't do anything. And he's like, "Yeah, I see you're a writer." And I was like, "You've seen me on stage two hundred times." Like, yeah, "Yeah, you're right." Going I, with the writer. I gave my answer. Yeah, I gave my answer. I'm sticking to it.
3: Did you ever watch Tim stuff or Home Improvement or any of that stuff with the the same eye that a doctor will watch one of those like medical dramas? Did you ever look at it and be
7: like, oh, "Yeah, that's no." Yeah. It. He's
1: always like, oh, "I'm going to take this uh, washing machine and put a small block
7: Chevy in it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you well, can't that do that. Was, that was <laughs> network but I my knew. act, they, t- yeah. they took the first year of my my almost my entire act, which was a story in itself because we don't have a union, comedians, so we don't really own our material according to the Writers Guild. So if a writer writes my material down and I word it on a TV show, he now owns my material, what? right? Your act, right. and that happened the first two years wow. of the show when they were renegotiating aggressively as Disney can do, and they said. In a way, they said we could stop you from doing concerts. And I said, I'd like, to see you see a try of that. Yeah,
1: they really say
7: we own the material. But they and own the, can't they own, yeah, it. The Writers Guild said we do own the material now. All that grunting is ours. Cause they, it, it was a startling revelation. I said it was, it got into this where we're literally cabaret acts. Uh, maj- uh, I think it's strippers and comics. Right. And, and maybe jazz musicians. We're in this group that doesn't have any union. We don't have any protection. No one protects our material for us. It's interesting. I wish I had some to protect. <laughs>
1: Oh, let me tell you about TradeStation. Give you that extra edge to find your next great trade. Easy to use tools for traders of all skill levels. Simple pricing. Stocks, five bucks a trade. Options, 50 cents per contract plus five bucks per trade. Futures, buck 50 per contract per side. No software fees. Free real-time market data. Free premium tools. The market's heating up. It's been heating up. It's white hot, baby. Let's get in while the getting's good. Economy's really taking a turn. Let's uh, make a little uh, little hay while the sun is shining, people. Take a fresh look at TradeStation at tradestation.com slash Corolla. Trade smart, trade confident. TradeStation. tradestation.com forward slash Corolla. Hey, that's me. TradeStation. All right, let's get back to it. Should we do a little news? Uh, Gina Grad and Tim Allen can uh, hang out and crack wise. And the website, timallen.com is where you can go. You can find out all about uh, live shows and everything you need to know. And also a new movie coming up on uh, Netflix, uh, El Camino Christmas. That's coming in uh, December. Directed by Ted Melfi, huh?
7: Uh, David Talbert. Ted Melfi, Hidden Figures wrote it. Uh, David Talbert, the playwright, he's directed it.
1: All right. Well, it's just directed by Ted Mel. And it's not a
7: Christmas <laughs> movie for kids. I just want to. It's a very dark, dark, very dark comedy. A lot um, of killing and bad language, and, but it's very perfect. funny. All right, <laughs> let's do a little news, Gina Grant. Let's
5: do it. Give me the news with Grant.
3: News with Gina Grant. Breaking viral, all those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gina Grant. Trouble in the Middle East. Celebrity
2: drunk meltdown.
3: Seek news with Gina. Gina
6: Grad
0: the news with Gina Grad
5: Well ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live is featuring guest hosts this week according to deadline.com Kimmel's show explained in an email of uh, his son Billy's scheduled second uh, heart surgery had to be postponed because he had a cold um in May Kimmel announced on his show that his son had been born with a heart defect and would need multiple heart surgeries uh, any any word how he's doing
1: Uh yeah I got a email from jimmy well the first one was canceling his party in vegas his birthday party and then it, it was because of billy's right. because of billy's um Surgery. operation too close so the first one was the party's canceled and then the second one was he's got this infection which i think he just kind of described like a like a cold right although we have to say common cold, no. <laughs> exotic common cold. cold. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like, like having a cold. And uh, then did the thing, which is uh, don't bother us, which is we appreciate all of the emails and the concern and the toys. We are now resting, yeah. you know, it's like a, leave us, we have leave we us need. please leave us alone in the yeah. nicest way uh, possible. Nobody leaves people alone like the ace man.
2: <laughs> Can't I am
1: so good at leaving people alone when they go, could we just want, we're overwhelmed, we're inundated, we just want our space. Because I was already doing it. I, yeah. Nobody's better.
5: Well, uh, Shaq hosted Monday night, Shaquille O'Neal followed by Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters Tuesday, Channing Tatum on Wednesday, and Jennifer Lawrence hosting on Thursday.
1: Uh, it's good. This is this is smart. What you don't want to do is get a younger, funnier version of you.
7: Mm-hmm. Out there, get guys from
1: all over the world, all
5: walks different departments. departments, all
7: walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. they a little awkward. You want awkward people in there that aren't quite yeah. used to talking in that weird angle. That's yes, that, that yeah. weird angle in talk shows. You're not quite looking at them in the face. you look wow, at, it's so cold No, it, in it's here.
1: fun for the audience, and it's and it's also like seriously, like you can't like you know, it's like Letterman didn't want John Stewart coming up behind him. He wants. Craig the least likable man on the planet because you just <laughs> oh, don't Craig want Kilborn. Yeah, 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 Craig Kilborn. Yeah. You don't want somebody going, yeah. uh hey, that guy did a pretty he good, pretty good job uh, hosting you. I mean, that was one day. I mean, imagine we hit his rhythm a, a little bit. <laughs> Not that anyone can replace Jimmy, but smart to get people from all walks of life yeah. and fun
7: for the audience. An animal As well. would be good. Just get an animal. Yeah. Yeah, oh, just yeah, Like a dog. So you just keep cutting to him and you go, yeah, not much to say, huh? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. What's the guy from Air Bud doing? Oh, he lost a leg to cancer. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, good. Sad. Thanks for bringing that up.
1: Well, <laughs> Netflix, up.
5: <laughs> Netflix isn't betting on Kevin Spacey going forward and plans to pull the plug on the hugely popular House of Cards. This is according to Hollywood Reporter. The streaming service has cut ties with the actor following charges that Spacey made quote, aggressive sexual advances toward a 14-year-old boy back in the mid-80s. Rumors about the show's demise have been going around for months, but Netflix has confirmed that the sixth season, which is currently in production, will be its last final episode of House of Cards. Uh, they're set for early 2018, and Gary has an addendum.
1: I like the idea that they had to have a safety meeting on the set. Sure, like, the, story, like they do with the fire marshal, right, when, before right. they're going to do a stunt. This, this is an exit. This many days, everyone well, get no. together. Like and if anyone is eating, and Kevin Spacey lays on top of you while we're at
7: craft they, service. Here's what to yeah, do. Well, everyone they, have, they, a have a whistle. They bring out a statue. If he touches like this, it's bad. That's yeah. right. If it goes like a, a backhand back pat, hand. fine. Yeah.
1: Front hand pat. Mm-hmm. No, That's I just good. love the idea that they have a safety meeting about having to work with fifty-eight-year-old Kevin yeah. Spacey
3: <laughs> on on the sixth season. Yeah, <laughs> on the
1: sixth season, he's now primed yeah. to make his move. <laughs> is when he pounces. He spends the first five seasons planning his attack. And then on the 6th, he pounces. Wow. A safety yeah. meeting. I just love, I love the fact that we have to have a goddamn meeting about everything all the time. That's my, that's my favorite part. Oh, you Whenever love meeting. a meeting about Kevin
3: Spacey. Also, yeah, sorry, Gary, what'd you have? Uh, yeah, you're about a half hour out of date there, Gina. Not your <gasps> fault. Happened? The show's been going on. They suspended production and now the 6th season is in question. Breaking. Mm -hmm. It's breaking. All right, it'd be a baller move. Amazon
2: swooped in. Yeah, took
5: it. Yeah, yeah.
3: can I I say this? Look, I wanted to
1: do this when The Sopranos stopped. You had every single person, every cast member of The Sopranos wanted to continue, except for. Tony Soprano, right? Gandolfini, yeah. yeah, Gandolfini said no. And everyone else, like, I mean, you're, you're talking about the, a pyramid, a yeah. livelihood pyramid. Those actors aren't, you know,
2: they uh, household names.
1: Yeah. And they're riding a gravy train over here. You got one guy. I said back then, you need to just continue with the Sopranos. You get rid of Gandolfini and you replace him with Ted McGinley. <laughs> and, <laughs> Ted McGinley, he always comes in and mops up. He's yeah. the closer for all TV shows that's and true. sitcoms. They call him Tony. They make jokes about his big belly no, and his different. bald spot. They do. They, they don't. No, they don't address it. To <laughs> no, just they they the, keep the script. You go in. You tell the script writers. You write the script exactly the same. It's same. Just account don't of it. say anything. We don't say anything. We just go ahead. Yeah. He, he comes he, walking he in. Uses no accent. Yeah, it says, "Hey boss, hey boss." Yeah. Like that. That's that's all this. He goes into the strip hey, club. Don't. Yeah, hey, don't. That's I'm it. I'm just it's breaking all balls. the same, everyone would watch it, and I say that now they do the same with House of Cards. That's nice. good. They just get rid of Spacey, and, and we get who goes in. Tim Ted McGinley. Tim Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. All right. okay. No discussion. No are yeah, I wasn't yeah.
7: listening. <laughs> no discussion. I kind of phased out here for a minute. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you've heard about this. Adam, oh, hold yes.
1: on. So I I started hearing stories about Kevin Spacey's dad and about his brother and about how... In, the the limo driver,
5: Rod Stewart guy?
1: The Rod Stewart impersonator and that his dad was like some pedophile Nazi or
7: something. Like crazy... <laughs> There's a good Jesus. combination. Crazy stories. That's the Crazy stories, yeah. but... You want to put that on a job, in. <laughs>
2: Not, 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 not <laughs> <Nazi>. special <laughs> yeah. skills, yeah.
7: special skills, Nazi pedophile. Well, no. No, no. you always go pedophile Nazi. It yeah. might, yeah. uh, okay. might also
3: be worth pointing out just because we did a similar story around the Weinstein time. uh family guy episode from several years ago features Stewie running through a mall naked screaming. I just escaped from Kevin Spacey's
0: basement. Help. Yes.
1: Me.
3: <laughs> look, look up his dad and what's going on. But the what, uh, the story
1: was, is his dad was horrible. Kevin sort of became an empty shell, like yeah. like just no personality. And it strikes me, all the greatest actors are the empty shells, Vessels. the, the Jim Carries of the world. Like all the guys who do all the impersonator right. who too can become
5: be filled with the new character.
1: Yeah, he became uh, Bobby Darren. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. He's like Bobby Darren. He's fr- he's Mac the Knife. He he becomes he, all the guys I work with in improv. There were when they were being themselves, they were zeros. Right. When so guys like me are horrible. I can't do Bobby Darren for for shit. That was a great minute. Because right. right, because I'm you're, filled. You're I'm, I'm filled with me. Yeah. He is not filled. He's filled with with um horsehair. So he's <laughs> able to take on everything. Right. And become that because there's no him.
5: Right. Inside. There.
1: It's horsehair. Yeah horse hair that's what they used to stuff humans with i guess they did
5: well we have quite a headline this is from the daily mail and i don't know when it's from gary um uh, let me look okay the headline says exclusive kevin spacey's father was nazi a quote nazi child rapist who hated jews and sexually abused his own son for years and their mother knew claims actor's brother this is from yesterday oh my god mm. so there you, you know go.
1: What, tim do you have a, a
7: brother I have – there's uh, nine kids in my family, uh, seven boys, two girls.
1: So here's the deal. Either you have to limit your success in life, too late for that, or they have to be very successful, or you have to kill them. You can't have a situation where you're wildly successful and they're doing Rod Stewart impersonations from inside of an Uber because – when the shit goes down, they start flapping their gums. Right, right, you see, right. And my sister understands, and she understands that I'm keeping my success to sort of, you know, fours and fives in a yeah. midland thing. But she understands. If I break, she's got to go. She understands. She, yeah. you know, she knows the game.
7: My my mother has kept it very – my mother's very good at this. She said uh, – "If someone says, You're, boy, Tim's really done well. My mom always cu- cuts it. I love all my children. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And she, I brought I did two shows in uh, Detroit. Did the Royal Lake Music Theater. Very saw a lot of rock and roll acts there. It's one. Of, it's one of these deals. You go to this theater now. You're, it's you're, a dream. You're coming back now. To I'm play. Coming back there. I call my mom. I say, I'll get you up front. I'll, I can Uber you down to the show, and you can all my other brothers are showing up. I will get you in the front row. My mom just goes, Tim, I've seen the show. Right. Thanks, Mom. That's that's good. That's good. Or
1: you could do what my mom does, which is overcompensate with the accomplishment of others. Yes. Uh, Did you hear that your sister's got her ankle bracelet removed and she can now (laughs) go to the mailbox? Not bad. Not too shabby. I'm playing the wheel turn. Not too shabby with the ankle bracelet, though, yeah. right? She will be featured in Hoarders coming up this month as
7: well. So got cele- well. we got a couple celebrities. My, my in yeah. the mother house. looked. I one day I said because I was so excited I could buy a fancy car, and she goes, "Well, that's just that's a that's a big. It was a Mercedes, a 500 E." And it, it was a big deal for me. And I said, well, I told her what my check was. The first one we did, renegotiate home improvement. It was a serious upgrade in cash. I told her what they paid me. And she said, without a pause, she goes, that's obscene.
2: <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I said,
7: said Jeez, mom, there's five things you could have said just then. That's a lot of money. All right? Save well. A lot of people don't make money like that. Boy, that's a lot of money for what Congratulations. you do. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> How about you've cr- earned anything? You've earned it. Anything instead? Oh. That is obscene. Would that we be should considered, get we should have some sort of mom off.
5: Would that get be
1: their considered judo? Yeah, judo, yeah. yeah. They use your own momentum. Take you down to the ground. So, uh You're what are you Jewish, reading there? Right? No. Okay.
5: Just making a check. Thank but you. I know judo. <laughs> Yeah. Well, a growing number of pet owners are trying to pass off their little friends, little furry friends, as service animals designed to help those with disabilities. Nobody could have
1: anticipated this. According to Breitbart
5: me. and Adam. And uh, some states are trying to stop this practice. Nineteen, in fact, states are cracking down on people who try to use their, their pets as service animals when they do not have a medical condition that warrants one. So here's a couple examples from uh, two states. Virginia's state legislator, uh, they passed a law in July 2016 that makes it illegal for dog owners to fit their pets with harnesses that are commonly used by service dogs. That will uh, set you back $250 fine. Here's the thing.
1: If you're traveling with your dog you're going to the mark with your dog going anywhere with your dog and your dog has a leash you're out it's got to have a handle
5: right a harness you put and a right handle
1: that. on that dog you treat it like a lunch pail from the 70s i'm fine you put a rope on it that's eight foot long that dog's <laughs> not doing anything but sniffing some other dog's ass while you're in the frozen food what's section. the
7: point of this what why would they want to do this well, so just so they could take their dog on an airplane yes, for there's, free.
5: there's been an influx
7: a, oh. a real Everybody problem. wants to travel I, I with don't their dog. Wanna, I don't want to out her, but we have a very good – one of my best friend's mom has a service dog now, and I'm not quite sure – because now everywhere we go, with because I invite their, that family a lot, that dog shows up. Yeah. Yes. And I said, what – what is the I, service? Well, I think she doesn't hear very well. And, she, and when she takes out her hearing piece, she's she would be – we'd know of the hot fire alarm. So the dog can recognize fire alarms. And, That's
5: legitimate. I mm, think.
7: I got to check with the board because <laughs> – You have to drop
5: something behind her it's so if she turns a, yeah. around?
7: Well, yeah, because
1: – Anything that's that's physical, anything emotional I don't need the dog. I don't need the dog. So
5: Colorado's uh, cracking down too. Some groups such as the National Education for Assistance Dog Services, they're proposing more drastic solutions like making a national registry for service animals to crack down on all or
1: this. we could just go back and have a little bit of dignity, no. which is if you don't need your goddamn dog then you don't travel with your goddamn dog. Remember how things used to be? Yeah. yeah. We Let's didn't have a whole bunch it. of rules. We, didn't have, we had a little, Yeah, you uh, don't want to go back. You don't little, we go had back. a little dignity. We had a little common courtesy. Yeah. Maybe folks <clears> don't want <throat> to share your Southwest flight with your dog. But if you're blind or if you have a serious condition, then, then we do understand. Wasn't there, a,
7: wasn't there a class when we were kids called Ethics? Oh, yeah. Oh, the golden rule. Just ethics. Just uh, I don't know what its proper behavior. I don't know where that is. I don't. My my one of my grandmas was always about that. Sit yeah. up straight. Put your. She taught us. Now, no, LA
1: Unified State replaced that with Chicana studies. We don't have ethics anymore. Okay. just Chicana studies. Ethnics, now. not ethics. Ethnics, ethnics, ethnics. Sounds like a band. Ethics has been changed by ethnics. And what about true car? MSRP. You might know what that stands for, but what does it mean? And uh, how's it go on the invoice? What about list price? What about dealer price? It's confusing people. Let's get True Car. Introducing True Price from True Car. Know exactly what you'll pay, including fees and accessories, before you get to the dealership. You get your price, apples to apples. You lock it in. You get your certificate. You go to your True Car certified dealer, and you pick up your vehicle. True Price. It's a great price because True Car shows you what other people paid for the exact same car that you want. And all they have is certified dealers, and you go pick it up. No bait and switch, no haggle, no hassle, no nothing. So when you're ready to buy, new or used, enjoy a more confident buying experience. It is True Car. Some features not available in all states. All right, let's do one more, Gina All Craig. right.
5: Well, summer may be for flings, but fall apparently is for commitment. An analysis of Facebook data found that more people change their relationship statuses from single to in a relationship or engaged in the fall than any other time of year. And more people break up during the summer than any other season.
1: Okay, let me shout out to all the uh, non-horny dudes out there. <laughs> listen and, up. Now, listen, listen up. Listen up, you. No, but listen... <laughs> If you're a dude and you're exceptionally horny, you cannot exist in this society anymore. Your no. careers will be ruined. You you can't because you don't you don't get it. The it's horny, not your time. horny, whatever. God fearing family man, whatever. Fear of law enforcement, fear of reprisal. <laughs> horny. Goes right to the top of all the lists. Okay. Okay. And you can't take super horny guys and have them go and travel and go to clubs and all that kind of stuff. Can't put them in positions. You will get into trouble. All the guys we're talking about whose careers, you know, O'Reilly and Uh, and Weinstein and the list, the the list just keeps going and going and going. They got a horny motor. Horny motor, horny motor. motor. Oh, 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 yeah, but isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take that horny motor out. We're gonna swap it out with a small. Yeah, maybe ain't put a blower on. Ooh. But isn't it?
7: Joyce Brothers of all people. Long time ago, when I was in college, I took a bunch of feminist courses. It's it actually to meet women, but I met the wrong type of women. Sure, more golf pros than the women that I wanted to be around. Sure, but I love the feminist point of view back then. And Joyce Brothers, they made fun of, but every now and then a teacher would go. She said things really out front. She was a doctor of some sort, and she said it's all about reproduction, both sides. We've never gotten over that. That's what it is. Males want to reproduce. Women want to reproduce. But women are much more selective about because they have a egg, and the men have a lot of eggs or whatever. I get into this, and it never – it never. it's just like an appetite. you got to control that appetite somewhere, at least be aware of what your appetite is. But every guy – I like – I got a a good buddy of mine who's 89 who's still talking about, like he said, it's not going to happen. But I like the fact that a guy still got that in him. I, I like, I appreciate a sexual drive in men. I don't, I don't like it when you understand the appetite is. It, it's an appetite thing. Is you don't eat a lot of sugar, don't drink too much, a little bit of temperance in there. If you understand that horniness or horny,
1: motor, I, I agree. <laughs> but the the inability to harness horny. Yes. If you cannot harness horny and use it for good. Well, you're going to have a hard time a hard in time. 2017. Oh. Now, look, if you're swinging around with the Kennedys in the sixties, oh. then that's, or, or the rat pack oh. or anything. No harness on the horny. Another highball, no harness with the horny and have a hell of a time. Another a lot of high alliteration ball. there. <laughs> Another but high now, ball. with everyone with the their cameras mm-hmm. and everyone mm-hmm. taking to Twitter mm-hmm. and the internet and stuff, You are screwed. So guys are going to have to change. Fast, and I don't think that's going to happen. No, biology. I don't, I've,
7: I've been through this my whole my whole career. Literally, my comedy is about men and women because I raised by my old man was killed when I was a kid. Raised by a bunch of strong, powerful women, but you're still it was all boys, and you really understand what boys are about. If we're not dedicated to a project literally give us something to do, we'll get into trouble. And that, that trouble it involves appetites. An appetite for violence, I think. We have, a, we have aggressive tendencies. Anchor in for horny. Anchor for, <laughs> <anchored> for
2: horny. <laughs>
5: Hunker down.
7: Hunker down. High balls at
1: horny, I like that. <laughs> All right, let's bring it home.
5: You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. I just escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. Help yes. me. Gina, Gina,
1: Yeah. That was the news with Gina Grad. Oh, and let's not forget about GEICO. You want to save some money? How about you go to Geico.com? 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. So what do you do? Go to Geico.com, spend a couple of minutes, see just how much Geico can save you on your car insurance, put that money in your pocket, and, uh, I don't know, buy yourself uh, a belated Christmas gift. How about that? Geico.com. Geico.com. 15 minutes, could be saving 15% or more. All right, Sunday, November 12th, Oxnard, Levity Live with Doug Benson. We're doing uh, live podcast over there. And then uh, the aforementioned Pasadena Ice House. That's November 21st. Me and Dennis Prager up on stage. Love that man.
7: That's obscene. Tons of
1: wisdom. <laughs> That's November 29th in Brooklyn at the uh, King's Theater. You can go to Amcurl.com and Chassis, two S's and Y. Check out all the racing docs and all that kind of stuff. And let's not forget Tim Allen this Friday and Saturday, November 3rd and 4th at the Mirage in Las Vegas. And then live dates all over the place. Go to TimAllen.com, and let's keep an eye out for that uh, El Camino Christmas coming in December. That's to uh, see <laughs> Netflix, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks very much. So until next time, Adam Carol for Tim Allen, Gina Grattan, Bald Brian, Owen Mark Garragus saying,
7: Mahalo. I appreciate a sexual drive in men.
0: For calling times and phone topics, follow the show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Like Adam on Facebook and follow him on Twitter at Adam Carolla. Leave us a voicemail with your questions and your comments at 888 634 and subscribe to Take a Knee. For a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation, click on the Archive link at adamcarolla.com. Live podcast in Oxnard, November 7th with Doug Benson. And we're at the Ice House in Pasadena on November 21st. Tickets and info on all the live podcasts, man events,
2: books, movies, and more at adamcarolla.com.